Welcome, hungry ones. Welcome to Sword and Spirit Fire podcast. I've been looking at John chapter 14 in the Passion Translation, comparing it to a couple other translations, and there's just some things that I sense the Spirit of God challenging me to come up higher into a different level and to come even into a greater stability. The Lord's been dealing with foundations a lot over the last several months and repairing breaches and cracks and foundations and just really prepping us to carry what is already inside of us, but in a sense that it can begin to expand and accelerate and begin to ooze and overflow and spill out of our lives. And I want to share a couple of things out of John chapter 14. One of the things I'm going to be doing here is just sharing exhortations, encouragements, devotionals, just prophetic words, whatever the Lord puts on my heart. So I want you to favorite this podcast if you're enjoying this and expect to be able to come here and find a word of encouragement, a word of exhortation, a prophetic word to be able to, to be able to connect here and even find prayer and blessing and various things to help to accelerate your growth and help to further mature you in the things of God and the things of the spirit. I'm a hungry one and spend a lot of time just pressing into the Lord. And I just want to share out of the overflow, out of the spillage of of what God speaks into my life. So let's jump in. Let's look at John chapter 14. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here and he's comforting them. And the very first part A of verse 1, don't worry or surrender to your fear. Jesus says, do not worry or surrender to your fear. Another way of saying that would be, don't let your hearts be troubled. That's New King James Version. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Or you could say, don't let your hearts be distressed. So now we have worry, fear, distress. The Aramaic translation actually says, let not your heart flutter. Don't let it flutter. So now we have trouble, worry, fear, distress, and fluttering. I don't know about you all. I've experienced some issues with my natural heart before where my rhythm would get out of balance or like I have had tachycardia before different things like that you can actually feel the fluttering of the heart when your physical body and when that happens it almost causes a panic like you know immediately that something's wrong but I want you to think about that in the realm of the spirit speaking of spiritually things and also in the soul there are things that we face that come through come at us throughout our day-to-day life that causes our heart to flutter at times and sometimes we don't even catch it and we don't even realize it can be something like an unexpected expense or an unexpected doctor's report or getting news from a family member that someone you love and care for is in trouble they've got something going on they're facing some kind of crisis or it can be something as simple as being put in, in front of people that and being stretched for like public speaking or you know some people are just like they have social anxieties or social fears and different things and there's many things that come through come at us throughout our days that causes our heart to flutter or causes us to feel worried or anxious or timid or shy and I really want to just throw a challenge out there that we begin that by the Spirit of God to begin to capture our thoughts and take our thoughts captive and realize in a moment when fear is trying to knock on our heart's door when something is trying to cause us to be distressed or troubled or cause our heart to flutter 
that we would stop in those moments by the Spirit of God and stop and and remember Jesus, stop and remember the promises, remember his protection, his hiding place, his abode, and learn to cast all of our cares upon him instead of allowing these, these anxieties and these fears and these troubles and distresses to penetrate our heart and our mind and walking throughout our day with a fluttering heart. So Jesus here speaking to the disciples in John chapter 14, verse one, he goes on to say, for if you believed in God, now trust and believe in me also. My father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. This is a promise. This is one of those promises of God, one of those covenantal promises that we need to grab hold of and we need to believe to the very core, the very depths of our being. It says, and you already know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas says to him, master, we don't know where you're going. So how could we know the way there? Jesus explains, I am the way I am the truth and I am the life. I am the way that is going to get you there. I am the truth. Jesus is the vehicle that is going to get you to that resting place of eternity, that resting place of eternal life. He is the truth, the very spirit of truth that is going to speak to you and guide you along the way to your resting place and eternal life. And he is the life. He is the life that fills you now. And he is the life that brings you eternal life. No one comes next to the father except through union with me. No one comes next to the father except through union, unity, being, being joined being yoked, being one with Jesus brings us to that place of being with the father, being returned back to our father. Jesus is the bridge. He was the propitiation of our sin. He, the propitiation for our sin. He literally became the bridge to restore us back to the one who created us. Our father who created us because he wanted family. He wanted children. He wanted sons and daughters to bless, to share with, to create with, to speak to, to fellowship with, to sup with, to commune with, to all of these things, to love. God, the father wanted sons and daughters to love, to hold, to cherish. Jesus is that bridge. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Philip speaks up and says, Lord, show us the father and that will be all that we need. Jesus replies, Philip, I've been with you all this time and you still don't know who I am. How could you ask me to show you the father for anyone who has looked at me has seen the father. I want to ask you today. Do you know Jesus? How well do you know Jesus? Do you know enough about Jesus, his character, his likes, his dislike, his integrity, his morals, his wants, his desires, his compassion, his mercy, his grace, that you know the Father by knowing Jesus? Picking up in verse 10, don't you believe that the Father is living in me and that I am living in the father. Even my words are not my own, but they come from my father for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with my father and that my father lives as one with me, or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. I tell you this timeless truth. Verse 12. I love the language here. A timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do and even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my father. 
a timeless truth. I want you to grab by faith today. Literally just prophetically reach out your hand and grab this timeless truth. The person who follows Jesus in faith, believing in him, will do the same mighty miracles that he did and even greater miracles because he has went on to be with the Father. He has left us here as ambassadors, as representatives to carry out the work, to finish the work, to occupy until he comes, to go and multiply, to go and preach, to go and release prisoners, to go and heal the sick, to go and baptize, to go and disciple nations. Grab this timeless truth today. Capture it and take it as your own promise and stand upon it. Verse 13, for I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the son will show what the father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Oh, how many of us have had hope deferred with that scripture. I remember a day when I was guilty of rolling my eyes and skipping right over that scripture because as a young believer, I would try to pray according to that scripture, not understanding other spiritual laws, not understanding the opposition or the enemies that might be at play, not understanding different issues even of my own soul. And I would pray according to that scripture the best I knew how and I would fall short and it would create hope deferred that makes the heart sick. And eventually we end up rolling our eyes, so to speak, at certain scriptural truth and we skim right over them because that didn't work for us. It's time for new faith, beloved. It's time to go back and look again. It's time to believe again. It's time to hope again. It's time to grab the promises of God on purpose, intentionally making certain that we are recording and knowing that we are being intentional about what promises we are standing on. Don't just say that we believe the promises and yes, the promises are yes and amen. And yes, the promises are mine. What promises are yours? What promises are you believing for? What timeless truths are you grabbing and capturing and making your own that you are working, that you are standing on, that you are squeezing like an orange that brings the juice of fruition in your life that others will be able to see and know the father because they know you. See, Jesus said, you'll know the father because you've known me. You've already seen the father because you've seen me. The same should be true in my life and in your life. If we walk with Jesus Christ, those around us, even if they have not come into the kingdom of light, even if they have not been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, they should be able to recognize and know the father on some level because they know us. They should be able to see Jesus in us enough that they know Jesus. They know what Jesus sounds like, what he talks like, what he likes, what he don't like, what he participates in, what he does not. And they should know the love of Christ. They should know the compassion, the mercy, the grace of Christ. They should know a certain level of holiness. They should be able to watch our lives and know the Father. Just like Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've experienced me, you've experienced the Father. Oh, what level of faith it takes for us to be able to stand up. And we may think that it may seem like arrogant or audacious faith, but it's not, beloved. It's truth. The truth is, is that we literally display the Father. We carry the Father. We carry Jesus Christ, the Son. We carry the Spirit of the living God. And those that are around us encounter Jesus Christ when they encounter us, if we are living the way that we should be living our lives. If we are speaking like we should be speaking, then we will sound like Jesus. If we are living the way we should be living, we will be living like Jesus. If we are literally positioned and postured in a place of surrender before the Lord, then people should be able to experience Jesus Christ 
because we become the portal of the spirit realm and the holy things of God to them. We become the door. Jesus said that he was the door and he was the way. But we also become a door. We become a way. We become a portal in the earth. But our faith has got to posture and position. And it's got to go up in such a way that we stop piddle paddling around with our identity as sons and daughters of the Most High. And we stand up and we are strong and bold enough, courageous enough to proclaim and to know the timeless truth. And to grab it that if you have seen me, you know the Father. If you have encountered me, you've encountered Jesus. Jesus Christ the Son. If you've encountered me, you've encountered the Spirit of the Living God. I am a portal in the earth realm. I am a door in the earth realm to the things of, the, of heaven, to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of light. Oh, what level of faith God wants to take us to, to believe again. Verse 13, Jesus prophesies about the Holy Spirit. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands, he says. I'm sorry, verse 15, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Loving Jesus empowers us, gives us the grace, the ability, the empowerment to obey his every command. So if I am falling in disobedience, I am not loving God enough. If I'm not obeying his commands, there's something wrong with my love walk with Jesus. Think about the correlation there. If I am falling in disobedience, if I'm not obeying the commands of the Lord, my love walk with Jesus Christ is failing. There's, it's weak. It's, my love tank is empty. So how do I get my love tank filled up to the brim so that I can obey his commands? I ask God who is love to pour love into me, to increase my capacity, to enlarge my heart. Some even need to pray and ask God for a new fleshly heart, a heart that is after his, a heart that will be filled with love for him. Love, God is love. Love comes from God. And sometimes we need our capacity stretched and sometimes we need our love stirred so that that love is flowing so that we are able to obey his commands. Verse 16, 17, and I will ask the father and he will give you another savior, the Holy Spirit of truth. Another comforter is what the King James says, the Holy Spirit of truth, the very spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. These are more promises here. He promises that he will give you another comforter, like a savior, one who rescues you, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be a friend to you, who will never leave you. These are promises for us to grab and stand upon. These are promises for us to remember in our moments of weakness, in our times of fear, in our times of delay, in our times of distress, in our times when we feel discouraged, when we feel let down, when we, we don't know what to do or where to turn. We have to grab the promises of God and we have to stir up our faith. Faith. We have to stir up that most holy faith within us with the written word of God. He says the world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you will know him intimately. You will know him intimately because he will make his home in you. He will live inside of you promises. You will know him intimately. He will be to you a friend. He will never leave you. You will know him intimately because he will live inside of you. 
Verse 18, I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you, Jesus said. Jesus has promised to not leave us or abandon us, to not leave us helpless or like orphans. He has promised to come back to us. Soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer, but you will see me because I will live again and you will come alive too. Jesus was talking about the resurrection here. He was going to be crucified and buried, but he was going to resurrect and he was telling his disciples, you will see me again because I will live again and you will come alive too. In other words, there is a resurrection promise for us. We have resurrection power, the very spirit of resurrection that comes and flows from the very spirit of the supernatural living God is in us. He shall quicken your mortal body by that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Today, beloved, be quickened, be quickened with that same spirit, that resurrection power, be quickened and come alive. Zoe life, abundant life, life that's energized, life that's not just living ho-hum-drum kind of life, but life that's energized by the very spirit of the living God, energized by the power, the dunamis power of the Most High. Verse 20, so when that day comes, you will know that I am living in the Father and that you are one with me, for I will be living with you. There is coming a day where not only will we have resurrection power in us, in this human body, in the spirit, but we will also resurrect. Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrected dead, and we will follow in his footsteps. We too will be resurrected or raptured out of here. Those, verse Verse 21, those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. He reiterates that again. If we truly love him, we will obey his commands. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my father. If you are a burning one for Jesus, if you passionately love Jesus Christ, know that the the word of God says that the father passionately loves you. The one who is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah's Tisidkanu, the Lord, your banner, your healer, your provider. Yahweh, your covenant keeper, passionately is in love with you when you are in love with his son, Jesus. And I will passionately love you in return and will manifest my life within you. And I, Jesus says, and I will passionately love you in return and I will manifest my life within you. Oh, how I want that, Lord. I grab that right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to passionately love me and I want you to manifest your life within me. Manifest your life, Jesus, within me. Manifest your life within me. Verse 22, then one of the disciples named Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, Lord, why is it you will only reveal your identity to us and not to everyone? So Jesus replies, loving me empowers you to obey my word. Here he says it again. Loving me empowers you to obey my word. And my father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place. I've been pressing into this building a holy habitation in my life, even in my home, in my living room for quite some time now. And we're going to kind of go into some of those. I'm going to kind of get do some devotionals on how to build a holy habitation and the presence of God and the resting presence and, and things of that nature. But I want you to grab this promise and listen to this. Jesus says, my father will love you so deeply that we the Trinity will come to you and make you our dwelling place. To dw- the dwelling place is, a, is the abode, the, the place of living, the home, the resting place, the habitation. But those who don't love me will not obey my words. The Father did not send me to speak my own revelation, but the words of my Father. I am telling you this while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, 
the one like me who sets you free. Ha <laughs> ha. Listen to that, beloved. It's the spirit of holiness that sets you free. The spirit of holiness that sets you free. The same one as the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He has many names. There's the seven spirits of God, the spirit of understanding, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of revelation, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the Lord that rests upon us, the spirit of the Lord that fills us, the spirit and fire. He will set us free. It's the spirit of holiness, the one like me, Jesus said, who sets you free. He will teach you all things in my name and he will inspire you. He will inspire you to remember every word that I have told you. The Holy Spirit brings things back to our remembrance. He inspires our memory. So when you're sitting around or you're talking about something or you've got a problem and all of a sudden something comes back to your memory, understand that it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit bringing answers to you, causing you to say, hey, remember this? Remember when? Remember this dream? Remember this vision? Remember this promise? Remember this word? Remember when I got you through that situation? Hallelujah. He is the one that brings things to our remembrance. Verse 27, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace, my mature peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Remember what I've told you, that I must go away, but I promise to come back to you. So if you truly love me, you will be glad for me since I'm returning to my father who is greater than I. So when all of these things happen, you will still trust and cling to me. I won't speak with you much longer for the ruler of this dark world is coming, but he has no power over me for he has nothing to use against me. I am doing exactly what the father destined for me to accomplish so that the world will discover how much I love my father. Now come with me. Are you? Am I? Are we doing exactly what the Father destined for us to accomplish so that the world would discover how much we love the Father, how true the Spirit of Truth is, how much God loves them? Are we doing what we are destined to do? Are we accomplishing what we are destined to do? Now, many of us carry vision, and we know that there's different levels of calling on our life. Some are even called to fivefold. Others are called to marketplace, some called to certain skills, certain people group. Whatever it is, there is a destiny on your life, beloved. There's a destiny on my life. And the road to get there is through love, through loving God. And we have to go back to returning to our first love. And out of that, that path of returning to the first love, being filled with the spirit of truth, the spirit of holiness that sets us free, that makes us courageous and staying close to him. And passionately loving him and allowing him to passionately love us back, we will manifest the life of Jesus Christ and we will accomplish what we are destined to do. So take courage, steady your heart, and know that when you set your heart to do that which God has said and spoken, even if it's not all been revealed to you one day at a time, Stay close to him and love him and he will inspire your memory and he will lead you on that path and he will keep you full of his peace. Thank you for listening. I hope this blesses you. I'll be back. Welcome back. 
So I want to go back over basically what I just shared and let's talk about, okay, so how do I take this and it not just be any other devotional, but how do I take this and plant it as a seed in my life to where I begin to apply it so I can get it down deep? Because we know that the word tells us that the enemy comes for the word. And oftentimes we, we go on information overload and we don't always know how do I pray through the word though. I want to help teach us how do we pray through the word? How do we hear something and grab it and begin to pray and plan it down deep in us, plan it in our lives in prayer. So let's practice that. Let's just practice planting John chapter 14 in prayer and the things that we just went over before the break in this passage. So we started with talking about fear, worry, troubles, letting our heart flutter. So when I begin to read this, And it says, don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you believed in God, now trust and believe also in me. And then he goes on and and Jesus talks about being the way, the truth, the life. So an example of how I would pray through this passage would be, Lord, your word tells me not not to worry, not to surrender to any of my fears. Your word tells me not to be anxious, not to worry about anything, not to fret, not to let my heart flutter, not to be distressed. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I first ask that you forgive me for any fears, any anxieties, any worries that I've allowed into my life or allowed into my heart. Any time, any place that I've succumbed to fear, Father, I ask for your forgiveness. And God, in your mercy, I ask in Jesus' mighty name that these fears be removed, that you take your holy scalpel, that you literally take your scalpel. You are my healer and my deliverer. I ask that you cut and penetrate deep within the fibers of who I am, body, soul, spirit, in my life, even in my home, in every arena of my life, my relationships, my finances, my walk with you, my employment, all of the various areas of my life, Lord, my health. I ask that, Lord, that you show me and that you begin to deliver me and heal me from all fears, all troubles, all distresses, that you shine your Holy Spirit spotlight, your flashlight of the spirit, your spirit of truth. Speak to me and show me if I am walking in a certain area of fear, if I've got fear in certain arenas of my life, or even in a moment, if I begin to let my heart flutter, or I begin to succumb to fear in that moment, Holy Spirit, I ask that you bring this back to my remembrance. I ask that you help me to not be a person who's full of fear or worries or anxiety that I would not walk that way but that I would be a person of faith that I would be a person of boldness a person of courage that I would be a person who knows who my God is and knows that he promised to never leave me Lord, you said, and you, you're the truth, and you said that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one else can go, get to the Father. Not one person on this earth can get to the Father. You are the only way to the Father. You are the only way of salvation. So, God, I thank you here and now for my salvation. And if anyone under the sound of my voice does not know Jesus, now is the time for you to cry out and say, God, I believe in your son, Jesus. I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. I ask that you be my savior. I ask that you come and take my life. I surrender it to you. I ask that you teach me your word. I ask that you help me to learn to walk the way of salvation. Help me to learn the ways of the kingdom of light. I want to be in the kingdom of God where there's healings, where there's deliverance, where there's freedom, where there's power, where there's love where there's mercy, where there's grace. Jesus, we thank you for being our way. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us out of the kingdom of darkness and into your marvelous light. 
Lord, we grab this timeless truth. And we know that you have promised that anyone who follows you, that believes in you, that trusts in you, that greater works will they do. You promised, Lord, in your word that we would do the same mighty miracles as you and even greater things because you left us to finish a work. You said it is finished, but you left us to to bring it to fruition, to enforce your word, to be the enforcers in the earth, to be your ambassadors in the earth, to stand in your authority and have dominion, to take dominion and to make certain that your word comes to fruition in our lives and that we multiply into the lives of others. So Father, we ask for an empowering grace right now for this chapter, for this passage of John chapter 14, that we ask Jesus, even as you said here in verse 14, to ask anything in your name and that you would do it for us we ask in the mighty name of jesus christ that we would do the greater works that we would be able to keep our faith and our trust in you believing in you following you obeying your commands walking with you and that we would do the greater works that you prophesied to us that you said that we would do lord loving you empowers us to obey you We ask that you fill our hearts with your love right now, even supernaturally. We ask that you pour in that hot liquid lava love of your presence. We ask God that you pour out yourself, pour out of your very self for you are love. We know that without love, we are nothing. We we are nothing but like we literally sound like like tingling brass, Lord, just like bam and just crashes and noise and white noise and, and just a sound. But with your love, With your love, Lord, we can make a difference. With your love, we can obey you. With your love, we can obey every one of your commands. So we ask for just your love to be poured in our hearts right here and right now. Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for being a friend to us. And we just ask that you help us to just be more aware of your presence, to be more aware that you're with us. That we ask that you forgive us for any time that we've quenched you, any time that we've grieved you, any time that we've offended you, any time that we've acted contrary. We want you to rest upon our lives, to remain upon our lives. And we therefore do not want to grieve or offend you. So we ask that you bring us to that place of intimacy. Your word promises, Lord, in John 14, that we will know the spirit of truth intimately, that he will live in us, that he will make his abiding place, his dwelling place in us. So, Lord, we ask for a heightened awareness, even heightened spiritual senses, that we would be so aware of your presence, that, Lord, that we would walk slowly, that we would walk in such a manner of of being holy, in such a manner of, of being one who walks in truth and godly wisdom and and in godly reverential fear that we would be walking as if there was literally a dove which is the symbol of your spirit even sitting up on our shoulder that we wouldn't want to frighten or quench or scare away or bring any harm not even a harmful environment to your spirit father we thank you we thank you and we give you praise Lord, we thank you that you have promised that you have went to prepare a place for us. And we ask for sustaining grace upon our lives, Lord, that we would make it to that resting place and eternity with you, that we would live that eternal life that you died to give us. Don't let one be left behind. Don't let one fall, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to be empowered to passionately love you and and to receive passionate love from you that we would be able to obey you, that we would be able to be so deeply in love with you that you can find your dwelling place in us. Father, we ask, according to John 14, 
and verse 26 that the spirit of holiness would be our freedom that the spirit of holiness would set us free father we lift up anyone and anyone that has bondages right now anyone who's not walking in freedom by the spirit of holiness anyone that doesn't know the god of the breakthrough anyone that doesn't know god is the deliverer we ask in the mighty name of jesus christ for an infilling of the spirit of holiness for an invasion an invasion by the spirit of holiness into our lives into our homes that we would know freedom that we would know liberty that you would come and set captives free in the name of jesus but that father that not only would you stop there with us but that you would cause us to be one who carries your spirit of holiness who carries that sound of freedom who carries the very power to set other captives free that is able to reckon recognize prison doors and open up prison doors and set the captives free jesus we know you said that the prince of this world was coming. The ruler of the dark world was coming. And you said that he had no power in you. He had nothing in you. There was nothing he could hold of you. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus for a purifying and cleansing by your spirit and fire that causes us to be the same. Help us to walk the same. That, Father, we will not go through unnecessary warfare, trials, or battles. Only that which you've allowed and only that which you've appointed to purify and refine us, to test us and try us. But, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you bring us into a place of walking on a level that the enemy can't find anything in us. That there is nothing that he can fish in. Lord, we know that the enemy loves to fish in wounded souls. So we ask for healing for all wounded souls right here now in the name of Jesus. We just ask for the bomb of Gilead to be released. We ask for healing angels to be dispatched. Delivering warring angels to be dispatched in the lives of all that are listening right now into their homes, into their families. That these, these holy angels bringing deliverance and bringing healing would literally invade our lives, invade our homes, invade our families into every arena. Watch over bank accounts and finances and bring increase, bring health and healing and prosperity, bring deliverance and setting captives free, Father, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, that we would come to a place of being able to say, the enemy can't find anything in me, for I am healed and set free, and I am walking on the highway of holiness with the Spirit of the, with the Holy Spirit of the living God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word. God, give us the wisdom the revelation, the understanding, how to marry the sword and the spirit, the sword being your word, your written word, spoken out of our mouths, activated for the, the kingdom of God is a voice activated kingdom. So God, we just speak these things out and we claim them, we activate them, we call them activated now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, we ask that you just give us the wisdom, the revelation, the knowledge to marry the spirit and the sword, to marry the spirit and the word of God, the written word of God and the Holy Spirit's power that causes us to demonstrate what is written, causes us to fulfill and bring to fruition the promises, the plans, the prophetic things that you have spoken over our lives. God, we thank you and we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we say, let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening.